Today, Rinpoche emphasized the lack of intrinsic existence of person, showing that the person is neither one with or different from the aggregates, because if one was one with the aggregates, then he or she would be multiple persons, and if he or she was different from the aggregates, if the aggregates were removed, then he or she would still be there. So once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and this text encapsulates or summarizes all of the teachings that Lord Buddha gave, um, as well as the authentic Indian commentaries. So if we break that down, we find that there are one, uh, uh, 100 texts, which are the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and they are called the Kangjur, uh, and those are right behind me, and 213 texts, which are the Indi authentic Indian commentaries, and they are called the Tengjur. Uh, so all of these texts are said to be summarized into the teachings for beings of three capacities. Uh, so this, is, this text, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, is a summary of all of Lord Buddha's teachings in the authentic Indian commentaries by way of introducing them through the three capacities. So... The first category is called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, uh, and these practices lead a being to the higher realms of cyclic existence. The cyclic existence is broken down into two categories, the higher realms and the lower realms. The higher realms consist of the gods, demigods, and humans, and the lower realms consist of uh, animals, hungry ghosts, and hell realm beings. So. The, the goal of the practitioner of small capacity is to achieve rebirth in any among those three higher realms of cyclic existence. Uh, he or she does so by practicing um, the following things. Going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Engaging in ethical behavior that abandons the ten non-virtuous activities and acknowledging one's downfalls. So in dependence upon those practices, he or she is able to achieve higher realm rebirth. The next category of teachings is for a being who wishes to achieve liberation for him or herself alone, wishes to be completely rid of any among the six realms of cyclic existence, and achieve nirvana. Uh, this practitioner engages in the three highest higher trainings of ethics, concentration, and wisdom, and in dependence upon those practices, he or she is able to remove the uh, afflictive obstructions and achieve a state of nirvana, achieve, achieve a state of liberation. And this liberation is actually called enlightenment, uh, but an enlightenment of the Hinayana enlightenment, or 
uh, um, the uh, lesser vehicle enlightenment or nirvana. Uh, so this practitioner, though, has not removed the obstructions to omniscience. Uh, so he or she is not a Buddha. So the practitioner who wishes to become a Buddha uh, engages in all of those practices and then couples them with the generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment. And then from that place of bodhicitta, from that mind, um, because uh, bodhicitta, when you look at the word um, in Sanskrit, bodhi is Buddha and citta is mind. Um, so the meaning of it is that you're um, wishing, uh, uh, you're, you have a mind that wishes to become a Buddha, that wishes, that is solely thinking of being a Buddha. So it's actually a mind itself, and it's just a, its only emphasis is to become a Buddha when one has it. And the purpose of becoming a Buddha for this practitioner is for the sake of all sentient beings. So this is called bodhicitta, and the practitioner achieves that after developing the desire to emerge from lower realms and then developing the desire to emerge from cyclic existence altogether. Um, and then this desire becomes um, attainable by practicing the six perfections once he or she has achieved this mind of Buddha, the bodhicitta mind. Um, and in dependence upon those practices, he or she removes what is called the obstructions to omniscience and becomes a Buddha. Digsong Rinpoche. ชิรชุนนอชิรชุนนอชิรชุนเตดาจิโซโลยุงโซจั่วบานาดาเมยินบานอบาจั่วจั่วลาดาเมยตุยุงโซเจนานะเจนายันดาจิ ポンソセワインデダジダジダメチダントマトマインビシロチダントマインビシロチダジミニソカトンチョバカトンチョバナシラトランギングルビチダタデヤタデラヤカトンチョバンジョロデダラデダラデダラ大刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚刚
Showing what the example illustrates. This discussion of what the example of the chariot illustrates has two parts. The example illustrates how the person lacks intrinsic nature, and two, the example illustrates how the person that is established under various names. Number one, the example illustrates how the person lacks intrinsic nature. This section has four parts. First, the refutation of the position that the self is one with the aggregates. Two, the refutation of the position that the self is different from the aggregates. Three, how those arguments also refute each of the remaining positions. And four, how the person appears like an illusion based on that refutation. A, the refutation of the position that the self is one with the aggregates. In the general case, we see in the world that when a phenomenon is mentally classified as unaccompanied, it is precluded from being unaccompanied. And when it is classified as unaccompanied, it is precluded from being accompanied. In general, therefore, same and different, as well as single and plural, eliminate any further alternatively... Here, let me get this better. Alternative, because the unaccompanied and the accompanied are respectively single and plural. When you resolve that in general, something must be either one or not one, then you will also resolve that for that particular case of... for the particular case of what exists essentially, it must be either essentially one or essentially different. So, if a self or a person existed essentially or intrinsically, it could, only, it could only be one with its aggregates or different from its aggregates. Hence, a yogi analyzes thinking, is this self essentially one with the aggregates or is it essentially different? At first, the yogi looks for something that would contradict the position of oneness, thinking, if self and the aggregates were established as intrinsically one, 
What could contradict this? Buddha gives three arguments that can contradict that position. One, it would be pointless to propound a self. Two, there would be many selves. And three, the self would be subject to production and disintegration. To elaborate, one, the self and the aggregates were held to be intrinsically, if the self and the aggregates were held to be intrinsically one, then there would be no point in asserting a self because it would be identical to the aggregates, like the moon and the rabbit bearer. Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise also makes this point. Were there, when, when there is no self except for the appropriated aggregates, the appropriated aggregates are the self. In that case, the self that you propose does not exist. If, too, if the person and aggregates were intrinsically one, then just as one person has many aggregates, one person would also have many selves. Or just as there is no more than one self, there would be also one aggregate. These are the fallacies given in Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way. If the aggregates were the self, then since there are many aggregates, the self would be also be many. Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise states, if the aggregates were the self, then the self would be subject to production and disintegration. And, 732, what is appropriated is not the self, they arise and disintegrated. You should understand that what is appropriated here refers to the aggregates. Quam, when fallacy is there, holding in, is there in holding that the self is subject to momentary production and disintegration, what fallacy is there in holding that the self is subject to momentary production and disintegration? Reply, Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way and explanation of the middle way commentary give three fallacies in this position. Recollection of past lives would be untenable. Two, actions done would perish. And three, you would encounter the effects of actions <coughs> that you did not do. To elaborate. One, if the self arose and disintegrated moment by moment, then since the self would be essentially arising and disintegrating, former and latter selves would be distinct in their intrinsic character. In that case, the Buddha would not have, sa not have said, in that life at the time I was king... Mandatur, and because the self of King Mandatur and the self of the teacher would be distinct in their intrinsic character. For example, it would be like Devadatta trying to recall his past lives and mistakenly remember I became Yanjanadatta. Otherwise, they're two separate people. Otherwise, if you argue that it is not contradictory for earlier experience to be remembered by a latter self, despite the former and latter selves being different in their intrinsic character, then you would have to explain why the situation is different from... Yajanandatta's not remembering Devadatta's experience. However, you cannot find a rationale for this. This is similar to the argument that refutes production from other to the assertion that seed and seedling, seed and seedling exist essentially or intrinsically, yet different as cause and effect. We reply, if it were possible for such intrinsically different phenomena to be cause and effect, then even a flame would produce darkness. This does not wipe out the assertion that seed and seedling are merely different. Did the sutra teach the teacher and Mandahara are one? The passage refutes otherness of continuum, but does not teach that they are one. According to Chandrakirti, this is why the sutra ends by saying, Do you think that the person in that lifetime was someone else? Do you look at it that way? Some who are mistaken about such sutra statements hold the following position. The Buddha and those living beings from his earlier lives are one saying, I, in an informal lives, became this being. Uh, saying, I, in a former life, became this being. The sutra means that those two, the Buddha and the earlier beings, are one and the same. Also, since anything that is compounded disintegrates moment by moment, and hence cannot be 
the same. Both the Buddha and those earlier beings are permanent. Of the four wrong views based on theories about the past, this is the first. Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise refutes it. I was born in the past is an untenable claim. It is not this very person who was born in those earlier lives. If it were as such the person's claim, then one rebirth would turn into all six rebirths because living beings take up their respective bodies in six types and the former and latter persons would be permanently one. Nagarjuna also refutes the assertion that former and latter persons are essentially distinct. If the self had an intrinsic nature, then former and latter selves would either be essentially one with would either be essentially one, which would entail eternalism, or else they would be essentially different, which would entail nihilism. Therefore, the learned should not assert that the self has intrinsic nature. Actions done would perish. Some claim that if the self was in each moment arising and disintegrating by way of its own intrinsic character, then the latter selves would still enjoy the effects of the actions of the earlier selves. I refute this assertion in that three below. So here I argue that if this were the case, there would be no experience of the effects of previously accumulated karma because the self that is the agent of an action would disintegrate prior to the experience of its effect and there would be no other self to have such experience. Since earlier and later things are not essentially different, there is no latter self that is essentially different from the former. If the effects were not experienced by the earlier self, then the effects must not be experienced. I refute below the re reply that such former and later selves are the same continuum. Hence, you cannot escape the fallacy that actions that were performed would perish. You would so these are all consequences to believing the wrong thing. So you would encounter the effects of actions that did not do that you did not do. Some claim that although the earlier self disintegrates, the latter self enjoys the effect. Okay, let's go. I want to see where we are. Uh, since earlier and later things are not essentially different, there is no later self that is essentially different from the former. If the effects were not experienced by the earlier self, then the effects must not be experienced. I refute below the reply that such firmer, former and later selves are in the same continuum. Hence, you cannot escape the fallacy that actions that were performed would perish. Deegsung Rinpoche. Que les gens Long 
Zibi Jizudu, Dogula, Ziba Tendayu, Shido Chibana, Yam, Chibana, Chisubi, Mabudutaya, Mabe, Nagimu, Mu, Tatebe, Hamasabi, Hame Sabi, Leji, Leshime Nuna, Du Tatebala, Du Tatebaya, Lion, Gune Tombe, io ho detto che non è una cosa 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 che non è una ま、て、ま、て、どうしてな。ちょめて、ま、て、どうしてな。ちょめて、ちょめてんでね。ジュジバラ、マゲラ。ジュジバインバラマゲラ。ジェ、ジェジェロラ。ジュジバ。ブロ
It is not established that the selves within a continuum are distinct in their intrinsic characters, so it seems that you will have to prove it. It is not tenable for things that are essentially different to constitute a single continuum. For example, it is like Maitreya in the Upagupta, as Chandrakirti's commentary on the Middle Way states. If you claim that there is no fallacy in a continuum that exists in reality, I already explained the fallacies of such a continuum when I analyzed this above. And how it was analyzed, that same text states, because the phenomena aggregates associated with Maitreya and Upagupta are different, they are not included in one continuum. It is not reasonable that what is distinct in its intrinsic character should be included in a single continuum. If phenomena are distinct in their intrinsic character, then like two different continua, they are not to be posited as a single continuum. Also, the 27th chapter of Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise says, if a human and a deity were different, it would be untenable for them to be a single continuum. In short, whatever is essentially other must be asserted to withstand analysis by reasoning that analyzes the way that it exists. There is nothing, not even the slightest particle, that withstands analysis when such reasoning analyzes it in detail. Hence, if a latter self experiences the effects of karma accumulated by an earlier and intrinsically different self in the same continuum, this cannot be distinguished from the com completely parallel case of selves that are in different continuum. You must realize that this argument applies in all cases. Exclamation point. Quam. Since this is the one who experiences in a past life and the one who remembers in a latter life or since the one who experiences in a past life and the one who remembers in a latter life are not the same, the recollection of earlier experiences and the enjoyment of the effects of previously accumulated karma are untenable even in our own system, just as the case of persons of different continua. Reply, we do not incur that fallacy. For in the systems of others who do not assert essential existence as it does work for the experiencer, and the rememberer to be in the same continuum, but in our system it is not contradictory for them to be in the same continuum. For example, uh, let me just make sure where we are, 736. Oh, that's it. Berna, for example, is where we left off. Okay, perfect. Deeksung Rinpoche. Berna. Sally the Dagi, 
For example, if a dove has been in been on the thatched roof of a house in which there is a container of yogurt, one can see its footprints there in the yogurt, even though its feet did not enter the container of yogurt. Similarly, the person of this life has not gone back to a former life. Yet it is not contradictory that such a person person should remember experiences there. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas states, 
We dispense with any notion that causes and effects are the same or different. If there is only an impermanent stream of conditioned factors brought about by their particular causes, then it is reasonable to say that the imputedly existent self that appropriates that stream of factors remembers its lives. Things do not exist by way of intrinsic character. It stands to reason that they encounter various conditions and are changed. Therefore, you should carefully examine the astonishing fact that things have causes that do not exist by way of their intrinsic character. Inside a house, you can see in a container of inside a house, you can see in a container of yogurt as though it were in wet clay. The footprints of a dove that have been on the heavily thatched roof, yet the dove's feet have not been at all entered the container. Look in Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way for an extensive treatment of this point. For example, we will explain the implications in ordinary language. The claim that the self is one with the aggregates is completely demolished by Nagarjuna's challenge. How could the appropriated, appropriated become the appropriator? Since we use the conventional expression, this person's took up this body, the aggregates are the appropriated and the self is the appropriator. If you say that those two are one, then object and agent would be one. Hence, cutter, hence, cutter and what is cut, pot and potter, fire and fuel, etc. would also be one. Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise states, If fuel were fire, then agent and object would be one. The entire process is explained for the self and the appropriated aggregates, using fire and wood as analogies, along with pot and cloth and so forth. Also, Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way states, It is clearly not right for the appropriator to be one with what is it appropriates. If, this, if, it, were the case, if it were thus, then object and agent would be the same. Thus, if the self were one with appropriated with the aggregates, there would be six fallacies. It would be pointless to assert a self. There would be many selves. Object and uh, agent and object would be one. Actions that were performed would perish. The effects of actions not done would be encountered. And the statements by the Buddha about remembering past lives would be invalid. So do not assert that the self and the aggregates are one. Nipa lesson. Then a Nipa debts low, then a answer true with Don Lenja. The Nipa Tadebi. Nipa Tadebi, who governor? Jed Dad on Pomony Rajin Mahim Rajin Tateba Tateba Dona, Jenji Nana. Then the Rajin Tuji Ballet, get the Pombo Dot Knowledge, Pombi Tenny Mabanjuro. She said, She was also Tata, <coughs> 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 
Sí, 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 la rangayu, sí, para rangayu, manzimbe, neje, detenje, chuta tomo maimbe, neje do, manjuro, tena, taconani la chibi, cosoya, neje tatubi, tatubi, tawane, gushuguji, yuji, tanyebi, Seba neba meba la, tuba yimbe. Tenye kousu, jite neba me, se sonba yang. Han seba tar, takona ni la, tsama, tsama yime, tsama yime, seba yinche, takona ni la, tuba, tuba yikou nyinso, kou nanso, tanyebi seba, neba meba, neba meba nam, neje do, mejeba, mejje, mejde, Tata mahina, susu duba, tomo mahima nam, neje do, tensa meji, loyan ke, melemba, tatu yola, ke lamba naja, tangela matumbe, dana ribe, druguna, riba yen tishi, tishi tun, paru, ke lamba la, de ke lana, Deanke la gueule, ce qui est, 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 ce Gushuguji, Tanya B. Seba Neba Mebala, Toji, Tadangawakilana, Ragi, Neba Tonyu, Tele Mandawane, Tele Mandawane, Omaba Taji, Taji Luino, Tatana Nepi Sheba. Tatana Sheba Niji, Sheba Niji, Rajiji Meba. Mabala Suba, Ruba, Juju Medo, Dasheba, 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 Dasheba Yimba, Monsonji Trojan, Madaba Monsonto, Trumaguba Jinte, Dona, Drojitan, Drojat, Drojatan, Drojit, Tawatatuba. Mosson la toujan, Tsaï, Druja, Mosson, Mosson, Tchou, Kalagou. Did I leave off at two or B? Yeah, the refutation of the position uh, that the self is different from the aggregates. Okay, right. Do not assert that the self and aggregates are one. The refutation of the position that the self is different from the aggregates. Question: The self and the aggregates are not intrinsically one, but what fallacy is there in inserting, asserting that they are intrinsically different? 
reply, Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise states this fallacy, the fallacy in this. If the self were other than the aggregates, it would not have the characteristics of the aggregates. If the self were essentially different from the aggregates, it would not have the aggregates' characteristics of arising, remaining, and disintegrating. For example, a horse is something other than a cow, and so it does not have the characteristics of a cow. If someone still thinks this, take from Chandrakirti's clear words, this syllogism, based on what others accept. The aggregates cannot be the basis for the conventional imputation of a self and cannot be objects apprehended as a self because the self is non-composite, like a flower in the sky or nirvana. If the self did not arise and disintegrate, then it would be permanent. Since there is no way to avoid the implication that the self would be permanent, it would be pointless to impute a self because, as Buddha Palita points out, it would be impossible to engage in virtue or turn away from non-virtue. Furthermore, if the self had an intrinsic nature different from the defining characteristics of the five aggregates, each example being suitable to be form, then this would be, have to be evident, just as form and mind, for example, are observably, observably different. Since the self is not apprehended in this way, in that way, it has no other meaning apart from the characteristics of the aggregates. Nagarjuna fundam Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise says, it is just not correct for the self to be other than the appropriated aggregates. If it were other, it could be apprehended without the appropriated aggregates, yet it is not. Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way says, Therefore, there is no self other than the aggregates, because without the aggregates, it is not apprehended. Non-Buddhist philosophers not realizing that self is a mere name, and yet seeing that it is untenable for it to be one with the aggregates, superimpose a self which is something other than the aggregates as a matter of tenet. However, the ordinary conventional consciousness in their mindstream do not see it that way. You should repeatedly practice so as to reach solid certainty that that arguments such as these contradict the existence of a self that is essentially different from the aggregates. For if you do not develop genuine certainty about the critique of the, critique of the position of one and different, then even though you may decide that person lacks intrinsic existence, it will be just, as unproved, just an unproved proposition. Hence, you will not obtain the authentic view. Seeking to analyze whether the person exists in reality, you should analyze whether the person, if existent in reality, would be one or different from the aggregates. If the person were one with the aggregates, then there, were, then there are conclusive criticisms, such as the implication that agent and object, e.g. fire and fuel, would be one. If the fire and fuel are held to be one, you must use mundane valid cognition to refute that position, a tenet that is not shared by both parties. It is an effective critique. Likewise, there is an argument to the position that the self and the aggregates are different. And if they were essentially different, then like form and mind, they, like form and mind, they would have to be seen as separate, yet they are not. This is presented in terms of non-apprehension of such a difference of by ordinary consciousness. Unique tenets are not an effective critique. Therefore, even when you analyze reality, the final basis for any critique derives from the unimpaired conventional consciousness in the mind streams of both parties. The passage from Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way, the world has no critique in the context of reality, indicates, as explained above, that worldly consciousness consciousnesses are not valid cognitions of reality, but this is not to deny that unimpaired conventional consciousnesses can give 
evidence of contradiction in context where reality is under analysis. For if they could not, then there would be no basis from which to critique the unique claims of others. There are various positions on the use of scripture in debate. Some accept it and some do not. Among those who accept it, there is a different different disagreement about what requires interpretation. Hence, you must use reasoning to prove things. And what other kind of reasoning uh, can you use? To the assertions of the other party, you can say, if you assert this, then you must also assert that. And if you do not assert this, then you do also do not assert that. But how can there be certainty without a reason that is derived from shared conventional experience? Therefore, when you trace all roots and probative probative and critical arguments back to their source, you arrive at the unimpaired conventional consciousness of the two parties. If someone asserts something that contradicts these consciousnesses, then both parties will see that their experience refutes it. As this is so, the system of the Madhyamikas and Pramanikas is not to go beyond this. Nevertheless, we avoid the fallacy that conventional consciousness Conventional consciousnesses would establish the absence of intrinsic existence and such. It is similar to the case of perception and establishing that sound is a product, yet not necessarily establishing that sound is impermanent. In brief, the ultimate root of probative and critical argument derives from perception, but it does not follow that perception must establish the root of the probundum. Questions? Anyone? And obviously, it, this is assuming you know the tenet systems. So if there's a question about this, it might not be able to be answered quickly. But do ask questions about applicable things to your practice as well. Dan. <clears throat> My question is about how to apply um, bodhicitta as well as compassion in the context of um, reflecting on emptiness and how to unify the two. It is understood that in order to overcome the obstacles to omniscience, you must have bodhicitta, which also includes compassion. So it means to me that you have to apply not only a correct uh, view, but also a correct heart. Uh, and so, uh, is it correct to say this? And also, how do you unify the two uh, in your practice? Rimache, the the te chen, the sem che yingu, shanchu je sem gu, the ne the shanchu je sen dang doni dupi sherap nyamdu ni cha gu, the ne kongi triwa the the doni dupi sherap the doni doni dawa dan sem je sem che. Kandre the nyamdu gong. The the nyamdu gong ja gua. The ngatsu ninji yuna. The te chempa. The ninji yuna. Semche yuna. Then semche dan ninji. The doni dopi sherab. Drawa yurube. Kongi chiwa. The drawa yurube. Then the nyam nyanyan. Nyansi len kandre. 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 Nyansi len the ninji champo the ladene the doni dopi shira yon. What the yon sigrota? Garishene. Like the. 
So, when we look at these various topics of, of compassion, um, bodhicitta, and emptiness, uh, they're connected in various ways and utilized uh, together also. Um, so, compassion is the cause of bodhicitta. So, when we look at cause and effect, um, there's a cause and effect relationship between compassion and the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Um, there are different types of compassion. There's compassion that observes sentient beings, compassion that observes phenomena, and compassion that observes um, the observationless, it's called, or that which can't be observed. Um, so what that means is the compassion that um, observes what can't be observed, basically, is the highest form of compassion, and that is the first level is um, a compassion that wishes that sees the sentient beings and their suffering. The second kind sees the sentient beings suffering, but their impermanence as well. And then the third kind sees the sentient beings and their suffering as an emptiness. Um, so the reason that emptiness for the bodhisattva becomes necessary um, is because with only bodhicitta, with only love and compassion, the method side, one's not able to become a Buddha. So one's goal as a bodhisattva is to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings in order to be able to, without handicap, help in, 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 by way of his or her omniscience. Um, so the, they, he or she recognizes that the wisdom realizing emptiness is the other part, the other side, of the practice that is indispensable and necessary in order to become a Buddha. Um, so then that encourages he or she to investigate emptiness. Um, but when one is practicing bodhicitta or compassion in union with emptiness, one would recognize that he or she wishes to become a Buddha in order to free all sentient beings from suffering, to bring all sentient beings to a state of Buddhahood. But that practitioner at that moment would realize that he or she is empty of true existence because he or she dependently originates. His or her bodhicitta is empty of true existence because his or her bodhicitta dependently originates. The, the object of his or her bodhicitta, all sentient beings, are empty because all sentient beings dependently originate. So that is how you would unite compassion and bodhicitta with the wisdom realizing emptiness. You would recognize that your, love, your compassion, your wish 
to have person A be free from suffering and its causes, the suffering is empty, the wish is empty, the person wishing it's empty, the sufferer is empty. So that, that's how you combine those two, um, where it becomes a, um, uh, a wish that is, or is, understands the nature. So that's how. Did you hear me? The examples they kept refer referring to is that um, fuel and fire are different, um, which isn't really true um, in their essence, right? It's like ice and water, fuel and fire, it's just a phase state change of the energy, right? Really, when you talk about what they are, there's just heat added to the wood that causes it to change into fire. But the wood can't change into fire without an accompanier. Right. So it's or just it's not the it. nature, it's not the same nature then, because it requires something else added to it in order for it to be converted. So it dependent so that fire dependently originates. Fuel is its cause. It's probably fuel would you would say is because there's different kinds of causes, would be its direct cause. Um, but that fuel requires ignition right. in order for it to be transformed into fire. It requires heat. So, right. And so oxygen. It, so it, it has to depend, it's all dependently originated, but it's all still just energy at its basis. Different energies. Different at, no, it's all the same energy with different states. Right. right? So, different states of energy. Right. But underlying that is this kind of universal energy that is intrinsically the same, just taking on different forms, dependently originating Well, you're, talking, you're speaking of atoms at this point? Yeah, when you just, say yeah, energy. Even like, yeah. What do you like, mean when you say energy? Because that's well, a really loose term. Right, so whether like, you, what do you think, when you say energy, do you mean the components that make up everything, atoms? Right. Yes. So yes, there's or, north atom, south atom, east right. atom, and west atom. Or strings, or So that energy, though, has parts. Well, that energy, although it is the same energy, that energy has parts. Maybe. We're north, not south, sure. e it at least has north, south, east, west, up, down, left, right energy. Like, you know what I mean? When you look at energy itself, if you're saying energy produces, is a producer no, of things. No, not as a producer, as the underlying. The underlying. Essence of things. That there is an underlying essence to the universe of energy. There's something that started at that Big Bang, that energy point, that all that composite energy that then expanded out. And so the reason I was saying it is because it got me thinking of a question I was going to ask previously about kind of group karma, about that is there any concept of, say, we all, you know, as a species cause global warming to accelerate where we can't stop and the Earth dies off. So nothing exists anymore on this planet. The planet has died off because of our actions. Is there any such concept? It gets back to that kind of universal energy and this kind of universal karma. Is there any such concept kind of in Buddhism about that, about that we put forth this 
these energies that have kind of a group essence, this kind of universal essence. Well, there's that, collective karma, and that all that means is that we've collected similar karmas, so we're all grouping together in one place as a result. So we are all sitting in this room together because we have collected similar things to get us all sitting in this room together. There's some kind of collective karma that's taken place. Now that doesn't mean that we've co together collected this karma. I have individually collected a karma. You have individually have karma. She individually has a karma. It just because of causes and conditions and things that we did that were similar puts us all into a similar place. But that's all that it that that means. Like for instance if you know you have a, an entire like for Tibetans, for instance, like they, they lost their country. That's a collective karma. They all had, each of those people had to have the karma to have that happen. Now, there may be some people who didn't suffer in any way whatsoever when that invasion happened because they didn't have the karma to have suffering from that invasion. So they didn't necessarily have the same collective karma some of the people who all died when the bomb hit had a collective karma that made them all die. They had a similar causes and conditions that made it so at that time they all died. The ones that got out all together had some sort of similar, but it's not any kind of connection like you and I made it together. It means I made it, you made it, and now we're experiencing it together because we made similar things happen. So Rimache, they do. Coin Sampa the 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 May Dang Shin Dang the the Sen Ripa Kalen the Chukanga Natsu Sukpo Dang the Teb Dang Dang Kanga the Duk Du Duk Dandrar the Kanga Chipa the the Kanga the 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 Duk Duk Mambo Nyamdu then they the mota yure, do mambo nyamdu, then they chiran yure. Then they did do natsu kanga yure. Do do the the ngama ngama ngama, the tsalo dana, did do um chipa tsenripa kelen. Then they did ju dan chen yon, then the mota zudu, then they teb zudu, then me zudu, the ju dan chen kakare. In a the du chipa kanga, then kongit sampa the garshene the du the rawan the drupa mayen garshene the gar the the natsu natsu the senripa kelen the 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 lupun yinye the kelen the du the mamb du adam adam the ming du then the mambo nyamdu. Shana meyure, mamushana debure, mamushana mota yure. Then they do, do senripa kelen, do the chipa. Yene judan chen, then they do tebzudu, do do dezugudu. Yene do chipa, kaka yomare. Then they, the kongi chiwa, do yuna, garishene demba madrupa. Gangisena koi sampa rawan de drupa. Gangisena duk kanga de duk chipa. 
then they do garishane wand or dupa mayer. So if it was an independent <clears throat> entity, it wouldn't require a compound in order to make things. Um, so if this energy had some sort of independence, it wouldn't require, if we are looking at collections of atoms and different causes and conditions in order for a book to um, come into being or in order for a car to come into a being or a human to come into being or a body to come into being, the energies would have to, wouldn't, wouldn't require the collections of things coming together. They would be able to just be um, it without any kind of interference, and that would mean then there would only be one thing. If that energy was eternal, it would mean it could only just, it would only be one thing. If it didn't require anything, if it had intrinsic nature, and that everything was that, it would require nothing else but itself to manifest us, cars, books, but it requires something other than itself to manifest things. That's what Rinpoche just said, extended into like a little more, but that's what he just said. So if you think of dependent origination over and over and over again, you will arrive at the fact that there's no way something intrinsically exists or has a final a nature that you can find the first of something because you'll always require interdependence of some sort. But it's interesting for sure. I was curious, that's why I was trying to get the answer because you know, if everything is made of the same energy, and I haven't studied enough science to really, like, what is energy? I hear energy all the time, and I don't really know what that exactly means. You know what I mean? I mean, I know atoms and forms, and we even, there are atoms in the um, Abhidharma Kosha. Like, Basu Bandhu talks about atoms. And he's, there's like the cow atom and the pig atom. And like they don't have good names for them. But if you look at it, and science has studied the Abhidharma, and Basubandhu is 100% talking about atoms and how they form. And he negates this idea that there is a, a final atom because there's like everything's made of atoms. So he says, well, then this is the final source. And then they get into, but they, it requires collections. And that single atom has an up, a down, a north, a south, an east, and a west. of, So that atom can be broken and broken and broken and broken. And you can't find any final essence of something because you can always say, well, that atom, okay, so this book, this is a book. Well, this book has uh, however many pages that come together to put it. So there's a top of the book, a bottom of the book. So when you say atom, they start to break down, well, what is an atom? Is there, you know, is there something smaller than an atom? There must be. Can you break an atom in half? Can you break that half in half? And then you end up with an infinite regression, I think it's called, right? Or infinite something. And uh, so anyway, it's definitely food for thought, though. Does that answer or help? Did I miss something? No, I was just thinking about the, the kind of the group karma thing. Oh, the, the, the Natsu Le, the, um, 
Zopa, lei, yerebe. The Zundu, Zundu, Zopa, group. The Nyamdu, the Natsu Kanga, Tanda, Natsu Chutsu Degudu. Gar Shene, Natsu Nyamdu, Natsu lei, draw, draw, drapudu. Nyamdu, they are less as they are. The Nyamdu. Then the Natsu, the Natsu, the Sacha, Nama, 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 the Natsu. Sacha chipa nyamdu the like a chason then ngatsu the the gegen ngam the jewa ngamo ngatsu kanga gewa the gegen chipa okay so i he said that um i was giving examples about this collective karma and we're all here together so does that mean that we were all in the same class together somewhere and he said some of us were some of us weren't and I said, does that mean we had the same teacher? Some of us did, some of us didn't. Uh, and he said that there's some sort of karma that is similar enough to put us all here together. But it doesn't mean that we created it together. It just means that we created it and it's similar enough to put us all together. So things that couldn't be produced by one person that take a group to, to produce it, like global warming. No, yeah, it would be each person's part in that. In that. And then you would, you know, it would have to be like, they'd have to believe it and they'd have to believe they were actually harming something too. Like, so there's all of that as well. Like, like the person who is driving down the road that doesn't believe global warming is real isn't accumulating the same karma as someone who has chosen actively, believes global karma is warming is real and actively chooses to drive a big SUV because... I'm a human at the head of the food source and I deserve. So it's so different. There's so many different ways that each of us can create karma in relation to stuff. Even if we all become extinct. Well, we, we wouldn't though. Like, like because there's humans in other planets according to Buddhism. Right. Like we're just we're like a little yeah, blip. Yeah. We're just like blip yeah. people. Like, you know what I mean? There's different realms and different yeah. places and we're yeah. we wouldn't humans wouldn't become extinct. That's not possible because it would have to mean samsara emptied. Either samsara is empty or humans aren't extinct. Those are your two options. You know what I mean? Or the last sentient being on earth. You know what I mean? Like one of those deals. Sentient means the line of demarcation between Buddhahood and not is um, the 10th Bodhisattva ground. So Buddha is not a sentient being in the realm of conversation. Um, I don't know why still to this day because Buddha is a mind possessor. But we'll just say that sentient in Buddhism means below the 10th Bodhisattva line. Um, so, like, there's this argument if there's the last sentient being, who's their, you know, teacher? How do they perform virtue? And it's that people emanate is the answer to that sentient being. So, is it possible that, that the human realm is extinct because the last sentient being no longer has the karma to ever create a human birth again but they're still in cyclic existence so one could argue that that would be as much as you could argue either cyclic existence is empty because everyone's a Buddha or there's only one or two people left or that no longer have karma to become a human again for whatever reason you know that would be the only way humans could become extinct in Buddhism.
the Gemma, the 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 Senripa Kalen, the Natsu the Jikten, Natsu the Mota Chembo Dandu, the Natsu the Jikten Nugudu, Natsu the Songkang Chembo, then Dua Mambo, the Nanka Drogudu, the Senripa Kalen, the Mambo Shana. Then the Lungkor Yongare, then the Sayom Yongare, then May Chembo Yongare, then Sen Ripa Kelen, Gemma Gemma Gemma, Natsu Jikten the Tsar, the May Yomare, May Mepa, Gemma Gemma Gemma, the Lodzambaling, the Natsu, the Europe, America, Asia, Italy, India, Gemma Gemma Gemma, Sen Ripa Kelen, Chikshena, Mepa Shagare. Then Kon Segudu. The Shana? The Dao Ritu. Dao Ringa Yurube. Gangin Sena, the May Yomare. Then Ye Segudu, the Sacha Genda Mayure. He said, if this world here is. No more. He said, Mepacha, which means that it becomes no more. He said that there'll be humans somewhere else. So, he just said the same thing I said. I would never say anything that I didn't know 100% was what he was going to say. And I've just spent so much time. It's just been a long time. That's all. <laughs> but don't ask me about tenets or that's above my pay grade. Anybody else? Priscilla and Stash. Uh, looking at that kind of continuing this conversation, um, there is recent research in physics that is positing that the universe itself is conscious. Yeah, I've seen this. And yeah. then the next step, perhaps the universe is consciousness, we have been discussing. And I'm wondering if Rinpoche can comment on this in light of our present study. Yeah, well, it's wrong. The universe, I mean, there are sentient beings that are conscious, but the universe itself... Rimache, the Senripa Sarpa Kelen, the the Natsu, the Dawa, Dang Kama, Dang Nanka, Dang the Kanga Sheba Yure. Then you ne Sheba Yure. Then Nank Kanga Shila Sheba Yosomaras. Hm. Shila. Jesus said this and Rigomaras. Less so. Then Shin, Dan Metu, Dan Lanka, Dan Dawa, the Kanga, Sheba Yure. Sheba Yomaris. Then cook, then Garshene Sheba Yomare. Then Nanka, Garshene, the Dawa, Garshene Sheba Yomare. Shin Sheba Yuna, Shil Trace Joba in the Nasa Tangudo. The Nagdu. The Detsinana, Soadan, then Detsinagdu, the Na. The Shin, the Pak Yure. The Pak Kashe Shana, then the Shin, then the Yanla, Detsi Shigudu, the Datayan, 
De data de de ma de shin ma yena sansan no no gres no gres de kol toa de wat na dunga yo maras so you so Rinpoche is saying that the universe isn't conscious that trees aren't conscious Buddhism negates all this um, it's actually posited um, by uh, one of the ancient schools that the moon is conscious the stars are conscious uh, that the planets are conscious um, so there's an assertion of ancient Indian schools that um, everything is consciousness uh, it's like almost like the Om the eternal Om is um, is the, everything is consciousness um, and Rinpoche just said that um, a tree can be harmed when you remove its bark um, because of cause and effect but it doesn't get sick it doesn't think it doesn't feel happiness and feel suffering it just is a, a victim of cause and effect um, whereas if you remove part of this then it means that it can't get water to part of that so therefore this other thing suffers in terms of its ability to grow so because I said to him he said if you cut part of a tree it doesn't get sick and I said let's be careful with that because it kind of does um, but not sick like Rinpoche is like Buddhism explains it harms it I said it does and then he said, said it's merely cause and effect it's removing some part of its interdependence that is required for it to grow in a healthy way so anyway, so I don't know. Sash, there's something else out there too that's that's new, a new thought. There's a new one. What's the other new one that? No, that we're we're simultaneous. Oh yeah, we're just a a program, like 99% sure we're just a a program running. <laughs> This yeah. is a follow-up to... Uh, we're not, if it's wall. any consolation. <laughs> Are you sure? Just believe that I believe. <laughs> what if follow That's what that, all psychos say. Um, <laughs> um, would it follow, like, global warming and the increase of disease and famine and the decline of ethical behavior um, falls into the fact that we're in the degenerate times? And things in general are on the decline. Rimache, the tanda, the um, times, the dut sansan, the the zambling shera yapudu gewa mambo yure, sansan gewa yomare dugnyao mambo yure, sansan se jimbo yure, sansan se tonton yure, the ngama sanje du sanje yure, the ngatsu sanje tontudu. Tengsang atsu sanje tuntugumare, Tengsang the me mambo me gewa sagadu, the me mambo menda the me seg me segdu, the the natsu the arila, the me nyumba mambo menda nyo, the me the me segdu, me mambo segdu, then the jutsengare, the du yapuyo mare chikshena, nama yapudu. Tanda yapio mare de de dutsu, dutsu jutsen jutsen de ngatsu dutsu. Ga garishening e de puke yapio mare le de ne de tengsang yap le yapo le yapio mare. Yapo 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 yujin mepo yujin damura yujin. De ne jema de tanda yar yar 
Yo mare. Lama Sanjay do gewa mambo yure. Tanda gewa nyua. The low jan jama gewa moa nyua. Low ja jema. Jema jema jema. The gangisina the gewa. The chun 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 chun. Then a yanjer chambosha. The then you ne. ジャマンのアトカンダカンダイモンアトタンダシトモマです。マホバトバマイトセラチュビエシスマホベネスウィタチュアカリカブレスレスオ。イネイデスデンサンジェイケイレンデドゥツュカシェイカカレ。オレ
But when we say going down, it means like maybe in 100,000 years, we'll live like to 70 instead of 80 or 90. You know what I mean? It's like a blip, blip kind of stuff. Like even though in our little world, it seems like people are living longer, we're still in this downward decline. Um, and it might, you know, like with global warming, you could see something happen really quick that would make lifespan not be 100 or so anymore. So just all thought. But yes, to answer your question, we are in the dark time, degenerate time, and there is more non-virtue in the world than there was during the time of Buddha. And, and, um, but there's more, non, there's more virtue in the world than there will be in the future. So it can be looked at in two ways. We are in a degenerate time, but it's going to be worse. So we're in a time that is better than it's going to be. And when the times are good, like at the time of Buddha was considered, um, I think it started to go down when Buddha passed, something like that. You'll have to look into it because I just, that doesn't help me day to day. So I don't, I don't study too far into it. But, um, but the, the decline started after Buddha because human beings had the merit collectively to be able to see, or some did at least, to be able to actually see a Buddha, see a physical Buddha. We don't have the karma now to be able to see anything other than pictures or our teachers or some beings who have realized something and have had more of an experience than that. Um, but during the time of Buddha, people could actually see Buddha. Now, there were some that saw him as an awful being and didn't have the karma to see him as a Buddha, um, didn't see all of the wondrous, wonderful things. But um, now it's said that there, we don't have the karma collectively to have a Buddha come into this world um, and all see him or her. And that's why Maitreya is the next Buddha that comes. Um, not that there aren't Buddhas here now, because there are. We just don't have the karma to be able to see them because we're in this degenerate collective time. So, so that's nice. And then we'll do one more real quick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dan's got one more question. And then that's it. Because we're getting real close to enlightenment and I need something to do next Sunday. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Rinpoche, my question is about uh, understanding how, if it's possible that emptiness and reflection on emptiness uh, can improve or increase uh, one's cultivation of compassion and love, um, because it, to me it seems that to re remove the obstacles um, that, uh, that are uh, removing ignorance and removing our ego, uh, our attachment to our ego, allows us to overcome the obstacles to cultivating love and compassion. So uh, I would be curious to know... That's the answer. That's yeah, that's the answer. You just answered it okay, in your yeah. question. Yes. So that, um, You're not grasping at a true existence self, so it's yeah. easier to think about someone else. Right, right. And not so, become so attached to everything else that's happening because you know it's not real. So then I guess that's like, okay, so on a, on a grosser level, I'd say that it's like phenomena, or I mean, uh, emptiness of person would, would obviously be a, a way to improve your ability to love others. But then also I feel like um, emptiness of phenomena might also have an, a way to improve a, a one's ability to have love as well. Um, I, I guess that's, kind of, that's where I'm going. It's like kind of like a subtler level of, of a realizing emptiness that uh, how, how that uh, applies 
to a cultivation of love? Well, you're not attached to all everything around you, so you can. Remember, Garshani, the the doni dopi share up the yuna, the beche kashe, the doni dopi share up the semche pentogudu, the ninji pentogudu, then the ngatsu the ran chenzing pen the nugudu. Garshane. So when we have this grasping at things as being truly established, the, the thing that we grasp at the most is the, um, what's closest to us, and that's the eye. Um, so we grasp at this eye as being truly established, and then as a result of that, we have a self-cherishing attitude that doesn't cherish others. Uh, and when we remove that ignorance that believes that um, we are truly existent, then it tends to lessen that self-cherishing attitude and allows you to see the downfalls of that self-cherishing attitude in an objective way and then transform it to what is beneficial to you um, after analysis, which is um, um, a mind that uh, is focused on others' well-being as opposed to just focusing on your own. Um, so, so that is how um, the, the understanding of the nature of reality and of emptiness complements one's practice of compassion or bodhicitta because it allows you to remove that grasping at yourself which allows that self-cherishing because there's no self to cherish if you remove that grasping at it. Um, there's, this I is, no, is an illusion. You're cherishing an illusion. Um, so then um, you then switch it and you do realize that other is an illusion but the other doesn't realize they are an illusion so they're suffering. Um, and so that enhances your compassion for other because you realize that what you've realized and understand, they don't. Um, so, it, um, and then the removal of the distractions of other phenomena, such as nice cars, da -da 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 -da, that you may be attracted to or attached to, that make it harder to cherish others. And it all goes back to, um, but if you get rid of that self-grasping, it usually kind of takes care of. Once you have the emptiness of one, you have the emptiness of all is what Arya, Arya Deva said, I think, in 400 verses. The Jipja, the Doni Chik, the Shena Doni Kanga, the Shigdu, the Jipja, Bechagare, the Doni Chik, Shena Doni Kanga, Shingdu, the Jipja. Yeah, it's in the Arya Deva's 400 verses that once you know the nature of one, you know the nature of all. Um, so the, in answering your phenomena, you know that the lack of self-existence and then other existence is the same. There isn't any new formula. It's dependent origination. Okay. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Glasses.
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Dedicate all the virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular, the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In the heavenly realms, by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Suji Ramchikuchi Shapi Denalang. The Dunja 